In order to be an interstate truck driver, there are some things you must have. The first is obviously a truck. Second, you've got to have a commercial driver's license. So what's number three? A valid medical certificate filled out by a qualified medical examiner. Now, if you're in good health, your medical certificate will be valid for up to two years. But for nearly one and a half million of the nation's truck drivers, they're certified for less than one year due to medical issues. And that's leading to some problems in trucking. This is the Eyes on the Road podcast from PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and integrated electronic toll payment services online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge and thanks for joining us. A study released in early 2023 that was conducted for the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration by the Virginia Tech Transportation Institute found that truck drivers who receive a medical examiner certificate that's good for two years are less likely to have a crash or a driver-related violation of trucking regulations than compared to those who receive their medical examiner certificate for less time, such as, say, for only one year to as little as three months. The study looked at more than a million crashes and nearly 34 million medical examiner certificates filed with the FMCSA. While the report said data on the crashes did not account for fault, it concluded the required physical qualification examination of truckers does have value from a safety perspective. Add to this that other federal numbers show of the 6 million commercial driver medical examinations that are performed each year, more than 250,000 result in drivers not receiving their required medical clearance at all. Now, these are truly some staggering numbers. So what's behind this? And more importantly, what can be done about it? Joining me to talk about this is Bob Perry. Now, some of you may know him as the trucker trainer. Bob has spent the past 25 years working to bring a healthy and fit lifestyle to truck drivers through interviews, written columns, and trucking industry events to health coaching for drivers and helping industry executives understand the many health challenges that CDL drivers face. Bob is also the son and brother of career drivers, both owner-operators for the last 40 years. Bob, welcome to Eyes on the Road. Thanks so much, Evan. I appreciate you having me on today. Now, you heard me rattle off a number just a moment ago that more than 250,000 truckers each year are disqualified from driving because they're not able to obtain their medical certificates. Here's another statistic. Slightly more than this number receive a medical examiner certificate that's good for a period of 90 days or less. Bob, when you take all these numbers and put them together, what does this all translate into the effects for the trucking industry? Well, number one, a tremendous amount of heartburn um, and also add to the high turnover rates that are out there, Evan. But, you know, more more importantly is, is that the industry loses these skilled drivers. And so it, it cuts into their ROI, their profitability, because anytime you lose a driver that understands a lane, the customer has that relationship and you have to put someone new in the seat. Then there's a there's a loss of income there for a period of time till that driver becomes profitable if they stay. And so it just makes it very, very difficult from a management standpoint and recruiting and uh, retention. I mean, we hear that all the time, right? I mean, it's, it's a constant press and that's how the industry is built is to you know, continue to recruit, recruit and bring them in even though they talk about retention quite a bit, but retention takes attention. And unfortunately, you know, the industry in a lot of cases are not built that way to really 
give those drivers the proper attention they need to give them the proper education they need on how to live healthier on the road. Well, does this affect truck safety? And if so, how? Well, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, the problem there is, is that, like I said, you're losing these skilled drivers. And, you know, a recent study that was released by the Virginia Tech Transportation Research Group for the FMCSA talks about that, talks about that they see that if you, anyone with less than a two-year card is more likely to have uh, involved in an accident. Because of, you know, whenever you get a one-year card or less, you've already been pre-diagnosed with hypertension, uh, could be sleep deprivation, diabetes, and most of those things are unfortunately are caused by the kind of condition that one is in, right? And overweight, obesity, and which leads to drivers being fatigued. And it goes right in hand what we talk about all the time. You, you can't be safe if you're not well. Bob, you mentioned hypertension, high blood sugar levels, trouble sleeping are some of the biggest health problems for drivers. Just how extensive is this and what are the solutions? Well, the, you know, the, they always rank uh, one, two, and three. It's uh, hypertension. Blood pressure is always at the top of the scale, Evan, that is usually the number one denominator that causes drivers to get to, to a one-year card. And in many cases, uh, they fail. Uh, number two is high sugar levels, glucose readings, uh, pre-diabetic, so forth. And number three is the uh, sleep deprivation issues, which, you know, a lot of companies are somewhat proactive and make that sleep apnea prevention available to drivers as far as, you know, making machines available, truck-friendly, ready, uh, available technology-wise to carry a CPAP machine. But in most cases, they don't, which loses a lot of skilled drivers just the fact because they can't you know, deal with the sleep apnea. And what happens is when these drivers that you spoke about to get disqualified, we end up losing them from the industry because what do they do? They go look for a job that doesn't require DOT. And depending on the state of the economy's in, if there's construction going on and those type of jobs that they can go get, uh, they do. And they're like, why don't I, you know, I can sleep at home every night, don't have to get a physical. Why don't I want to go back to being a truck driver, even though they have done that for a number of years and enjoy it? Bob, is there some sort of common denominator as to the cause of the health problems you've mentioned here? Yeah, when you, like, for example, you read on the on the website of the CDC, they talk about long-haul drivers. It's, it's one of the most unhealthiest professions you get involved in. Why? Because of the time on the job, you know, the length living across country, very few good resources of where you can get good food lack of activity, exercise activity that, that one does to help manage their health, their values and, and health uh, readings. And, you know, when you're a driver, then you stop at night. And if you are lucky enough to get a parking space in a truck stop, then you're dealing with, uh, you only got a certain amount of hours to take care of. You know, people think, well, God, they got 10 hours. Yeah, but then this period of time, though, They've got to, you know, do laundry if they have laundry to be done. They have to take a shower. They've got to take care of any kind of personal business they have to take care of, you know, check in with the family. And then when it comes time to finally lay down, they got to deal with air horns going off, cattle trucks coming in beside them. I mean, it's just not like you're sleeping at home, right? It makes it really rough for them to get good restful sleep, and which leads to the fact of being unhealthy. Bob, at the end of the day, each of us is ultimately responsible for our own health. But do you believe that trucking companies bear responsibility, at least somewhat, for the health of each of their drivers? Absolutely, uh, Evan. Thanks for asking that question. I think they they do. That, and once again, 
when you go to work for an organization, <clears throat> whether it be a, you know, truck driving, um, professional athlete or whatever, and you're in a working environment that can be really hazardous to your health, then even though we are all responsible for personal health, but the company should share some of that responsibility. And meaning that the company should take steps in helping these drivers manage themselves, educate them, uh, the drivers in orientation class on how to better take care of themselves. I mean, you, you, you look at all the equipment they make available today out there for trucking companies to manage the, the, the truck life of an engine, for example. And they can tell you if that engine is likely to have some kind of a blowout going down the highway and cause the company a lot of money and downtime and, and getting that truck back into the shop. But what about the driver when the driver's out there and they have a potential hazard coming up with their health? We don't, we don't invest in that. And they're the ones that's really the commander of the truck, right? So one would think that you would take some simple steps like making screens available for the drivers, giving them education. Hey, if you have some trouble, if you're not feeling good about your health, here, check in with us, we'll help you. But the problem has been over the years is drivers are afraid because they're afraid they're going to be taken off the road and possibly lose their job. For carriers that are willing to bear more responsibility for the condition of their driver's health, what are the benefits to the truck fleet? Well, the fact number one is you're going to save a skilled driver. And once again, you know, cut down the retention. Now, I know that we're always going to have to recruit, Devin, absolutely. But at the same time, if you can add to that equation, saving you know, a number of drivers throughout the year, you don't have to recruit as many, don't spend as much on recruiting, you spend more time keeping, you know, your customers satisfied. But even it goes deeper than that, Evan, we know that there's a big push on today on finding the next generation, right, of drivers, a younger generation, because we have a, a, you know, an aging force. We would be doing this next generation a grave injustice if we did not learn from what we know today, right? by not putting these simple steps into place about how to take care of yourself. We should be doing this now, and that's one of the things I'm working on hard, to be able to go out and work with these trucking schools and, and trucking companies to make this part of orientation that, yes, why this is a great profession to be in. You can be independent. You can make good income. But here's the dangers if you don't practice prevention for yourself personally as well as your equipment. Bob, I think most of us would agree that exercise and eating properly is the key to better health, even though we may not practice it all the time, such as myself. But let's face it, truck stop food is increasingly turning into fast food, which we know isn't good for you. And it's not like many truckers have that much access to exercise facilities when they're on the road. So what's a truck driver to do? Yes, and, and really where it starts is maintaining that because it is very hard for drivers to work out on the road. And I've been around that part of it for many years. And so, but what I really focused on with drivers to make better food choices. And there is like TA, for example, they have collaborated with the Cleveland Clinic to help them put together healthier menu selections so drivers can have that when they come in at, the, at one of those. And I know Loves and the other big three you know, they've made steps to try and do that. But at the end of the day, the individual's got to make the effort to look for it, right? And But what I always instill in them, another big portion of what I'm trying to work in, we know that they always work very hard to drill in the driver's head, that you have to do a pre-trip trek around your truck, right? 
Uh, every time you stop, before you pull on the road, you need to go around your truck and make sure you, nothing's hanging down, lights are functioning, all those type of things, right? This just comes with the life of learning to be a driver. And <clears throat> take it one step further and do a pre-trip refrigerator check. Um, look in your refrigerator, see what you have in there, make sure you got some good health choices. Because in the life and the time of the day of a driver, you're going to get stuck. You know, it could be construction, could be an accident, could be a breakdown. And when you don't have a good choice to reach for, you make a bad one. And this is something that should be just a staple in the training to, to really help drivers understand that that's going to happen and be prepared to do that. And as far as exercise, you know, I, I always would love for drivers to, you know, take on some type of you know, fitness training and so forth, but for a lot of them, it's hard. That's the reason why I went to introduce a simple band exercise workout they can do. And more, if they can't, don't feel like that, then the next best thing is really invest in a good pair of shoes and do yourself a walking program uh, when you stop, when you're doing your, your pre-trip check and go a little bit further and get you a good 15, 20-minute walk-in. Bob, you've given a lot of good information, not just for truck drivers, but also for fleet managers. If people want to get in touch with you or they want to get more information about what you've talked about here, how can they do that? Go to fitdrivers.com and see some information there. And then my personal email is on there. They can reach out to me and I can get them information uh, on how to pack their truck with food, recipes, all those kind of things, uh, grocery shopping lists. Uh, modern exercise programs and all the information they need to know on how to do that. So, and also too, Evan, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, no one's doing this. And I decided a few months ago that this really needs to come to the, to the forefront. So I'm launching a new podcast, which I'm pleased to say that Prepass is going to be my corporate sponsor for it, which I thank them very much for that. It goes hand in hand with what they practice and, and safety on the highway. And this podcast, once a month, it's called Fit Drivers. I'm going to have folks on from FMCSA, CDC, different medical folks, researchers, people that really look at the driver's health information and what we can do to come up with some practical solutions, put some things in place to give these drivers every chance they can out there to protect their livelihood. Because as you and I both know, Evan, anyone that's a truck driver, that's what they know how to do. You know, they lose their job. It's not like they're going to go to, you know, well, I think I'll call it prepass and go to work and, you know, go to be Evan's partner. I mean, this is, they're a professional driver. This is what they know how to do and it's what they want to do. That is Bob Perry. You can get more information about what Bob talked about today by going to fitfitdrivers.com. And you can also hear the new Fit Drivers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bob, thanks very much for being on Eyes on the Road. Thank you so much, Evan. Appreciate it. And you can also listen to Eyes on the Road on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast services. Be sure to follow PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And, of course, there's the PrePass blog and resource library where you can read about trucking industry developments. Just go to PrePass.com. Thank you for listening to Eyes on the Road from PrePass. I'm Evan Lockridge, and don't forget to keep your eyes on the road.